Hello and welcome to House Seats Post Tony Edition. I'm your host, Sasha, and today we are obviously talking about the Tonys, as any good theater fan is doing for the entire week, maybe month, following the Tonys. I have a list of things to talk about and just kind of kind of babble about them in no particular order. Again, if you want to talk about anything that happened and you'd like to ask questions or make comments and have me talk about them, the email address you can email me at is houseseatspodcast at gmail.com and I'll happily check that out and we'll talk about things or if you want to come over and babble with me, it's all good. Anyway, on to the show. So the first thing that I want to talk about are the hosts. Um... I was pleasantly surprised, actually, by the hosts. When they first announced that it was going to be Kristen Chenoweth and Alan Cumming, I was like, wait, what? I was really confused, like beyond confused. I thought it was going to be awful. I thought I was going to hate it. I thought I was going to turn the show off halfway through. It just, there was nothing about that that sounded good to me. Um, You know, despite their individual talents, I thought the combination just sounded bizarre wrong, 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 wrong. I was wrong. I stand corrected. They did a great job. I thought that they were hysterical most of the time. And if they weren't hysterical, then they were, you know, endearing and, and fun and whatever, yada, yada. Um, the other thing that I want to talk about as far as the telecast is concerned is the lack of mistakes. Did anyone notice that? I mean, I'm glad it's over so that I don't have to knock on wood, but There weren't any sound issues that I noticed. There weren't any people falling down, anyone getting hit by set pieces. I feel like for the first time in a really long time, it was kind of seamless. Um, I I don't know if I missed something or what, but it, it seemed to work out pretty well, actually. So kudos to everyone involved in the Tony telecast for making that kind of go off without a hitch. Um, really appreciate that from the viewer's end. The next thing that is on my list is actually Christian Borel with a bunch of exclamation points after it. I cannot tell you how happy I was to see him win. He is the will of the people. He is the perfect embodiment of everything that I've ever imagined Shakespeare to be. I spent, you know, all of my undergrad studying Shakespeare and loving Shakespeare, and I still love Shakespeare, but seeing and touting Shakespeare to be exactly what they portrayed him as, which was the rock star of his time. And I love everything about his performance, and I'm so glad that he won again because I think he deserves it, you know? So that was really cool. Um, So another thing that I thought was interesting, just like I mentioned in my previous podcast, I'm a little bit behind this year, and I haven't seen a lot of things yet. So I was watching the Tonys as kind of a, again, the average viewer who could be anywhere in America who may have seen one show or no shows, and kind of using this as preview time to see what looked interesting. What do I really want to spend my money on? If I'm going to buy a ticket to a show, I'm going to want to see that they can perform and give me some kind of oomph here so that I know that I'm going to get my money's worth. Well, everyone's been talking about Fun Home, but the only things I knew about it going into the Tony telecast were that, you know, it's about a family, that there were um, discussions about homosexuality in it, and I didn't know in exactly what capacity, and also that it was based on a graphic novel. So those were the things that I knew. Oh, and it was playing a circle and square in the round. I knew that too. Um, But other than that, I didn't really know much. And I have to say that they really made an excellent impression. Sydney Lucas just blew me out of the water with her performance. And 
I actually really loved the song Ring of Keys. It sounded lovely. I loved the way that they talked about it. I love um, just the whole the whole thing seemed really great. So kudos to them for making a great impression. And if I didn't already want to see the show, uh, I think it definitely made me want to see it even more than I than I had before. Um, so great news to them, and and that's awesome. I was sad about Brian Darcy James not winning, but I understand why he didn't. I've seen Michael Servers and other things before, and he's always been fantastic. Brian Darcy James is also fantastic, but, you know, the whole comedic, dramatic thing is always a big conundrum for me. How do you how do you put those two up against one another? How do you say what's better and what's not when you know they're giving great performances? Again, I haven't seen Fun Home, so I haven't seen Michael Servers, but I'm just guessing that he's amazing. But I, I think Brian Darcy James, you know, his body of work also makes him worth a Tony, but I'm not on the Tony committee, so again, you know, sad about that, but I understand why. Um, hey, the Broadway Green Alliance, who I work with, Got an awesome shout-out from Ruthie Ann Miles when she won for The King and I. That was cool. If you haven't checked out the Broadway Green Alliance yet, please do. We do a lot of great work to make theater sustainable and recycle Broadway things. We're actually doing a recycling effort this week to recycle all of the uh, roses and flowers that were given from the Tonys, like anyone who received a bunch and they're dying or whatever like that, they get composted and reused and any that aren't dead get sent to hospitals and nursing homes and things like that to kind of reuse them and brighten people's lives. So definitely check that out and uh, help out if you're interested and participate if you can. It's great to have not only have theater but have it be sustainable and have us not kind of bringing down the earth, kind of lift it up instead. So we're lifting up people's souls and the earth. That's my little soapbox for that. But it was really cool of her to give us a shout-out. She is one of our green captains, and that's super cool. Um, so, obviously, everyone knows that Kelly O'Hara joined the winner's circle for the first time. She's been nominated countless times and now has finally won. Full disclosure, I'm not actually that big of a fan of Kelly O'Hara. Um, Sometimes I like her, sometimes I don't. Most of the time I don't, and I know that a lot of people would be, um, you know, really upset to hear that because she has a lot of fans. But, you know, sometimes her style just rubs me the wrong way. I was not a fan of Bridges, for better or for worse. And um, I just, I think that... She is better suited to music like The King and I, and from what I heard on the Tony telecast, I think she sounds great singing that score. She's definitely a Rodgers and Hammerstein girl. She does her best work there, in my opinion. Um, you know, I wasn't really 100% rooting for anyone that was against her, so again, I can't be too upset about the fact that she won, but she did give a great speech. She won a lot of people over that way. She almost won me over, not 100%, but I will be going to see The King and I. It's one of my mom's favorite shows, so I'm definitely going to take her. Um, I actually think the highlight of all The King and I performances was Ruthie Ann Miles, so I'm glad that she won because she just, I mean, when I was sitting there watching her sing, I just, I felt something, which is exactly what we want when you're seeing a show like that, I, I, I think, anyway. 
So that was super cool. Um, the performance by The Visit was really confusing to me. I didn't see The Visit, and so I, I, you know, I'm sorry that they've had to announce their closing, but I also have to say that I kind of understand why, because even knowing things about theater, I was confused, but especially if I didn't know anything about theater, really, and I was just an average viewer, and I was watching the Tony telecast, there's nothing about that performance that would have made me say, I need to sign online right now and buy some tickets to that show. I mean, nothing about that said that. It, it was not, um, yeah, just, just super confusing there. Don't know, really. I, like, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, the other thing about the whole fun home thing that I thought was maybe a little bit sad, but kind of, it's great that Ruthie and won for The King and I, but um, I think that it's definitely kind of obvious that the fun home ladies split the vote because every, everyone's been saying over the last day and a half, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe Sydney Lucas didn't win or I can't believe Judy Kuhn didn't win or blah, 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 blah. All these fun home things because everyone assumed that fun home was just going to sweep. But I think when you nominate, not I think, I know when you nominate a bunch of people from the same show in one category, you can split the vote because even if I went to a show and I absolutely loved it and I thought that they all deserved it, you know, when it comes down to it, the 800-something, and it is it is just 800-and-something voters, it's a very small number of people that vote on the Tonys, when those voters go to vote, um, you know, some are going to think that Judy Kuhn deserved it more, some are going to think that Sidney Lucas deserved it more, and so on and so forth. So that was a really difficult category, the Best Supporting Actress in a Musical. Um, you know, I uh, it's it's a difficult thing, but... I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that they didn't take that one home. Best Revival, I'm not surprised to see The King and I. Everyone was talking about it. I saw On the Town. I thought it was good. Um, I don't know, even not having seen The King and I, just what I saw of the two shows on the Tony telecast. Obviously, On the Town has the most amazing dancers and choreography, and it's got really fun music, but... I'm also kind of a Rodgers and Hammerstein girl, so I, I usually tend to lean that way. Haven't seen on the 20th century, but to be honest, I actually don't have any interest in it. Everything I've seen of it, it seems like something that I would not enjoy. Not saying it's not good, but just not for me. So there's that. Um, you know, I actually didn't see any of the revival of a play or any of the nominated play options, so that's weird. Not surprised that Curious Incident won or that Alex Sharp won. I was hearing really great things about both, so that was kind of, you know, obvious. Um, everything kind of fell into place. I think that's why I wasn't upset, and I know that's a really weird thing to say, but in previous years, I've always found that I was upset at the end of the Tonys. You know, I've, I've been at the Tonys working a number of times, so I, I usually watch the telecast later, but even just being there and seeing what the winners end up being and what ends up happening, you know, I've always been just, you know, ruffled, I guess. You know, you have your feathers ruffled in a weird way, and, and this year I kind of had a, a sense of peace. You know, there was nothing to be upset about. I didn't have a show that I was, I was rooting for something rotten. Don't get me wrong. I mean, obviously it's, it's something that I loved, but 
Having not seen other things, I couldn't say, well, something rotten deserved it more than fun home. I can't, I can't say that because I don't know. So there was a weird sense of peace where I was just thinking to myself, okay, you know, this is, it's fine. And I'm not, I'm not upset and I enjoyed watching it. And it was kind of really great to just be able to do that. That being said, I know that was not the case for everyone. A lot of people that I know were really upset. Um, you know, they really wanted it to go one way over the other. And and again, I think the the whole thing between something rotten and fun home, it's just it's such a conundrum because how do you quantify putting a comedy against a drama? Because if you give it to the comedy, then people are going to say, well, Broadway doesn't support the lesbian community and that they just didn't like it because it was too sad or whatever like that. I don't know if it's sad at all. Again, I haven't seen Fun Home, so please don't think I'm saying that Fun Home is sad or it may be. I don't know. Um, but it's just, it's one of those things where that's what people would say if something rotten had won. But then when Fun Home wins, they say, well, you know, the Tony community never gives the win to a comedy and things like that. So I, I just don't know. Both may be correct, you know, it, if it had gone one way or the other. Now, I've actually been keeping myself completely out of the loop even longer. Um, I, I went ahead and didn't let myself read any of the articles that were written the day after the Tonys because I, I didn't have time to do this podcast yesterday, and I wanted to do the podcast before reading anything, but I have seen the titles of a lot of articles, and people are saying a lot of interesting things in comments. I, I'm, not again, not reading the articles yet because I didn't want to taint my... Um, opinion of what was going on at the Tonys with someone else's by reading their articles. But I'm interested, after I post this, to go and read those things because from what I'm hearing, there are a lot of interesting takes being mentioned. If you have an interesting take or if you read an interesting take and you want to talk about it, please let me know. I think it's it's something that's worth talking about. I think that the theater community needs to be a growing and changing entity. I think that we are kind of stuck. You know, I've been saying this for a long time that I think the theater community in general is maybe a little bit stuck. Um, there is something that I did hear and and it kind of struck me uh, during the telecast, during the In Memorandum, when, when um, Josh Groban was singing uh, You'll Never Walk Alone from Carousel, which, again, is one of my favorites because I, I am a Rodgers and Hammerstein girl. Um, you know, I thought, I, I am a fan of Josh Groban also, so I have to say that in advance, but people were saying such horrible, horrible things during the telecast. Everyone was on social media saying, why is he there? He's not powerful enough. He's not strong. You know, all these things. And it's like, well, he is... You know, he has participated in the theater community in a number of ways, and he he does actors' fun performances and helps raise money that way. He also put out a whole musical theater album. But all of that aside, the things that were being said were so mean, and I was like, gosh, you know, no wonder everyone thinks we're snobs. We can't even let Josh Groban in, which is kind of, I mean, I feel like that's like an obvious duh, just based on his voice, but, you know... It, it's not surprising to me after seeing all of that that people think we're a little bit snobby. Um, snobbery aside, because I am just as guilty as everyone else of occasionally being a complete theater snob, but, you know, I think we are a little bit stuck in maybe a different century or maybe even a different millennium, and we need to 
as far as our awards and our efforts are concerned, maybe step into this century. I definitely don't think that our medium should be brought up. I, I, I love old-fashioned theater. Um, you know, I like new material. I think it's cool that they've made a graphic novel into a Broadway show. I think that's super cool, and I really want to read it. But I'm glad that it's a traditional musical, not in its material or subject matter, but it is, you know, from listening to Ring of Keys, there was nothing about Ring of Keys that said to me, this is a weird musical. It's just a musical. Uh, it just happens to be about new subject matter. Well, strike that. Not new subject matter, but subject matter that hasn't been talked about in this way, um, which I think is really awesome. But, uh, yeah, that's that's basically kind of all I had to say about the Tonys. It was a really peaceful night. I think most of it went the way that people expected. Um, you know, there, I did see an article title this morning, didn't read the article yet, but I did see a title this morning that said that there were some snubs. It basically said, I think the title was something like the five most surprising snubs of the Tonys or something like that. But, you know, I don't think anyone was actually snubbed I, when it comes to the nominees, and this is something that I'll have to talk about another time because it's a whole, a whole different ball game I could talk forever about. But you know, a lot of people were saying there were snubs with the nominations, but I don't think that's actually even possible. But uh, just based on the way that it's done, I don't think snubbing is possible in the nominations. I guess it is possible in the voting because technically the voters could get together and decide. But do you really think 800 caddy theater people are getting together and deciding? who deserves the, I don't think so. I think they're just going in and voting what they like or don't like, or if they have a stake in it. You know, a lot of voters have a stake in the race. A lot of voters are either performers or producers or investors or, you know, any of those things. And, and of course they're going to vote for their show or their friends. You know, there are a lot of people who are, who are, uh, go into a show and see their friend, or even if they don't see their friend, automatically vote for them. So it's fine. You know, um, I, I don't think or know if there is a way around that even. So it's, it's just something we have to live with. It's still a great honor. I think maybe one way around it is to, you know, shake up the voter pool a little bit, but it's, it's going to be a long road. Um, you know, it was interesting to see the changes that they made as far as fashion is concerned this year. That's something that I knew was coming because I did work at the Tonys last year and we were alerted to the fact that they are working on making it more fashion forward and that everyone has to be a little bit more black tie. Um, so it was interesting to see that and not only to see that, but that I went to work yesterday and my boss talked about that, um, being a non-theater person my boss is a non-theater person, so to hear them talking about the fact that the Tonys were trying to be more fashion-forward, or it felt like they were trying to be more fashion-forward, I was like, oh, that's interesting that that's even a subject, but it's definitely something that was discussed at meetings last year, so very interesting that that's actually coming out into the public. So those are my thoughts on the Tony Awards. I'm pleased with most of the winners. I'm okay with the rest of the winners. And I enjoyed the performances. I thought the hosts were good. And I think that it was a good telecast overall. I really can't say that I um, am bothered by too much of anything. The only thing that I would say is, please, just 
give Brian Darcy James an award already because that man is so incredibly talented and it's kind of like the Kelly O'Hara thing. I feel like he's been nominated so many times. Just give him the win already. But that's also the case with Ralph Sparza and yada yada. So there's so many that just haven't been recognized in that way. Anyway, that's my soapbox as far as that's concerned. But it's only a little soapbox today, which I think this is so strange that I haven't had a lot of complaints yet on this podcast, which is weird because I feel like I'm usually such a theater complainer. I guess it's good that I've been more positive. Anyway, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to answer questions or anything you want to know. Like I said, I was at a lot of Tony meetings last year, so if you have questions about that, let's talk about them. If you want to know fun behind-the-scenes things that you think I might know about, ask, and we'll babble about Broadway. It's going to be fun. Houseseatspodcast at gmail.com is my email address, and we'll talk later.